add dried jasmine to your sachet if you wish to attract a lover. For love and peace, none can match it. Surely they'll soon be beneath your covers. Draw in wealth with this little white flower. For mental health, burn this incense to boost your power. If you're sleepy and wish to sleep, make jasmine tea and drink after you steep. <coughs> Ding dong. Welcome to A Thousand Serious Moves with Amanda Holstein. This is an occasionally, debatably, historically unfunny podcast about mysticism, spirituality, and magic. My name is Amanda Holstein, and I am your host. I am a former stand-up comedian and current spiritual worker, tarot reader, and poet, in case you didn't know it, by the poem that I read at the beginning. On this season, season seven, lucky number seven, of A Thousand Serious Moves, we're diving into the magical and practical uses of herbs and spices. Today's herb of the day, which is also a flower, is jasmine. Jasmine is one of my favorite dried plant materia with which to work. And before we get too far into talking about jasmine, we're going to suspense. Wait, you have to listen otherwise to other things. So, um, or you don't have to, you can do whatever you want. And so this Friday, this Friday, December 16th, if you live in Marfa or far west Texas, I will be doing New Year's tarot readings at Jeff Gallery. So this Friday, December 16th, 2022, from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. at Jeff Gallery in Marfa, you can come get yourself a New Year's tarot reading. The layout I like to use for the new year, we look at your inner and outer resources for what's ahead. And so what's beneficial about this layout is that you can see, we can see ahead of time if there are certain patterns that are already set in fate with which you can work and to know where your strong suits are and where you're going to need to put certain energy where you might be depleted. So if I did a reading for a client recently and it was like the finances didn't look great. So then knowing that that didn't look great, we could then tweak it and say, okay, so then make sure you're not spending too much this year. Like make sure you're being wise with the way that you spend money and maybe try to pick up an extra job to kind of balance out that scale. And then same thing with health. If we look at your health and see that, you know, health isn't looking too great this next year, but knowing that ahead of time, then we can tweak it and, you know, you can start incorporating more fruits and vegetables or going out into the sun, vitamin D. Um, So knowing ahead of time what is coming down the pipeline can be beneficial so as to mitigate um, any types of big areas of destruction that could happen or also to know where the powers are beneficial that are flowing through and know that it maybe is going to be a really spiritually impactful year for you or your intuition is going to be super strong over the next year, that sort of thing. So that'll be this Friday, December 16th at 
Jeff Gallery in Marfa. And then if you live in Alpine and don't feel like coming to Marfa, I will be doing readings at Front Street Bookstore on Friday, December 30th. So that'll be the New Year's readings for Alpine. So if you're in Marfa, Jeff, this Friday, and then if you're in Alpine, come to Front Street Books Friday, December 30th. Or if you're in neither area and would like to book a private tarot reading with me, I can do readings virtually as well. Go to marfatarot.com to book your appointment. And you can also email me at htxoracle at gmail.com if you have any questions or anything at all. And I'm taking a sip of my, a sip of my coffee. I, um... I feel like this is going to be more on the side of an actually comedic podcast. I was in kind of joke writing mode yesterday and this week. Um, So I've been going to the gym here in Marfa. There's a gym that's associated with the Hotel St. George, um, which I guess some people don't like the people who own that place. I don't really know them. So what am I going to like not go to the gym you know, I mean, that's, it's like, oh, that person's a shitty person. You know, you don't have to give them your money. It's fine. Um, I don't know them and I like going to the gym. So I'm going to go to the gym. And I also like going to the gym because it makes me feel fancy and makes me feel like, um, it's like a VIP kind of thing like it's like kind of exclusive and especially since they're going to be raising the price in January then it's going to feel like super fancy and exclusive and I like that feeling I like feeling like I'm part of something that not everybody is a part of it's like is that funny or is that arrogant um I mean it comedically obviously because to be to be real real is that I'm saving up for this trip to Baltimore in January. And one of the ways that I'm manifesting money is I'm cleaning building 98, which is where I live. So as much as I'm talking about going to this fancy gym and liking to feel exclusive, please do know that I have been cleaning and definitely am not above cleaning houses to make some extra cash. So, um, (laughs) I feel like I just have to say that to balance out the, the scales of that. You know, and it's funny, it's like, when I first got clean, I, uh, last year, I was still on unemployment from COVID, and then eventually, that did run out, um, and I thought about lying to continue to get it, but since I'm in recovery, and honesty is one of, like, the primary principles of being in recovery, I was like, well, okay. So whenever I first got clean and my unemployment ran out, then it was like, okay, how am I going to make money? You know, and it's weird. It's like people talk about like just like manifesting money. And I understand that. And I do know that I'm fully capable of doing that. But it's like, especially cleaning out the cobwebs of the mind, it's like, how am I going to make money? And really practicing humility. And I think as as a magician and one who's on a very like, clear explicit you know path of development um having that sense of balance and that sense of humility has been an important lesson for me um so last year was like unemployment ran out okay how am I gonna make money and then I was 
gallery attendant. I worked at Wienertown, the hot dog stand. I was cleaning houses. Um, and, you know, and coming from, you know, I I don't know if y'all know, like I went to Columbia University for my undergrad. I got a degree in philosophy and I used to work for Columbia. I did the budget for one of their departments. And so, you know, there is part of me that's like, man, I used to make so much money, you know, and had all these benefits. Like I was so dumb that I left. And obviously that type of mentality doesn't really make anything better. Um, but it is a little bit like, you know, okay, I'm cleaning, you know, in this position of really like just straight up, you know, humility. Um, but also being like, well, I chose this, right. Is that if this is where I'm at today, which is like, I can choose to find side hustles to make a little extra cash. Um, and, and thankfully, like, I don't, um, I don't need to clean houses all the time now. I do because I do make enough money with the spiritual work and working at the Botanica, reading tarot. But, you know, I needed to, like, how am I going to just, like, all of a sudden manifest an extra, like, 800 bucks, right? And so it's like, okay, um, part of, you know, my magical training is that, like, don't ask God to do something for you that you can do for yourself. And, like, if there's a mundane way to do something, do that before doing the magical way. And so instead of always just doing straight up money magic, being like, what can I actually do? Instead of just like lighting a candle, saying a prayer, summoning demons or whatever it is that, that we do or don't do. I mean, this is a comedic podcast that if I can literally just call my landlady and be like, Hey, do you need help cleaning building 98? I need to make some extra cash for this trip I'm going on. You know, and I think that in this world of influencers and glamor and socialites and prestige, um, there is this like mind parasite that says like, there's something wrong with you if you're needing to like, um, like the, if you need to be scrubbing floors, Cinderella or whatever. Um, but there is kind of a sense of pride. Um, not like ego pride, but like self-worth that's like, I'm taking care of business. Like I'm doing what I have to do. I'm doing what I need to do and not worrying about like, that's why I'm sharing about it right now. Right. As much as I'm like joking about going to the gym and feeling VIP. Like the reality of the situation is that like this time last year, I was still cleaning houses and transitioning to being a full-time spiritual worker. And that sometimes I still need to do that. And you know, my mom, she cleans houses and she fucking loves it. Like that's, she chooses to do that as her job because there's freedom in that. And there's also a beauty in being able to like, to be of service to people and to do a good job. And so there is something about the value of hard work and doing a good job. And then also having the freedom to like, to be able to just like throw on a podcast and scrub a floor and get some physical exercise. You know, there's lots of 
there's lots of positive ways to look at that type of work. And I remember Josephine McCarthy, who I mention often in this podcast, she's a magician and she, uh, she created alongside spirit and with the help of some fellows, uh, the system, the choreo training program for magicians and which is totally free. If you're ever interested at all in training, developing as a magician, you can go to quaria.com and, uh, there's an entire from beginning to end training, magical training. Um, it's very intense, but she talks about how, as a developing magician, being the one who turns on the lights at the restaurant, being the one who opens up the shop, being the one who scrubs the floors, that there's value in that as a developing magician. And so I have to remind myself that I'm not on the mundane path. I'm not on the nine to five, nine to five path anymore with, you know, paid vacation and all of that. I'm I've chosen a different way. And so it doesn't have to fit in accord with what social media portrays or what other people are doing, um, you know, and, and I get to, I get to choose my life today and follow along with the guidance of the spirit. Um, and, okay this is like not funny anymore now it's like just not funny um so it was really gonna be funny um but here I am being serious again I'm gonna take a sip of my coffee so um all right so yes so going back to the gym um so one of the things that I realized about going to the gym um is like do you know who goes to the gym? Hot people. That's who goes to the gym. Um, so if you're ever wondering where are all the hot people, they're at the gym actually is where they are. So that's another benefit of going to the gym is that it makes me feel super hot. So (laughs) as I'm like talking about being on this like magical, not mundane path, and then I'm like, but also like, um, I think that's okay. So let me check with the inner jury. Yeah, it's fine. Um, Because I'm after I finish recording this podcast, I'm about to put on dusty clothes and go (laughs) go be scrubbing the ballroom at Building Ninety Eight. Thank you. So yeah. So what else? I liked a lot of y'all know. I'm I like alternative information. I like non-mainstream information. Like I heard recently, I don't know if y'all know this is true, but that the earth is flat. I didn't know that. And um, I just learned that. And I think that that's really cool. So I heard that actually like I, because I'm a critical thinker, is that like some people say like the earth is flat, but it's like a flat circle. I actually am pretty sure that it's a flat square. So that's my take on it. That's my new twist on the flat earth theory which is not a theory it's just a fact and um I also heard that the moon is an empty spaceship 
and that it's also flat but it's also round because on the other side of it is where the aliens go in and out and so they told the moon not to rotate so that we only see the front side of it so that we don't see the aliens coming and going because if we saw the aliens coming and going um then we would not know what to do and then the government would collapse so that's why they don't tell you the facts because there it's for your good so and then um so i actually though do like you know what some might call conspiracy theories but are really just uh non mainstream narratives so and I think that as a spiritual or just critically thinking person right like you don't have to be any kind of way except like kind of smart and like kind of pay attention to be like obviously the official narrative is like not complete and that's just it just can't be right like it just can't be there's too many vested interests so a lot of christians are have been onto this for a long time because of if they are interpreting scripture in a particular way they are recognizing that the powers and principalities of this world and the rulers are um, the ones that are spinning the narrative. But then also, like, if you're just a critically thinking, logical, rational person, you can also very clearly see, oh, um, there's a connection here between politicians making money and how do they have so much money when they don't even make that much money? And then the corporations with their particular interests, right? So... So, but all of that to say um, that I was listening to, I was watching Aeon Byte, Gnostic Radio, which um, if you are into any of this kind of thing, you'd probably really enjoy Aeon Byte. If you don't already listen, if you listen to this podcast, you probably already listen to Aeon Byte. Um, but if not, it's a podcast on mysticism and the esoteric and Gnosticism specifically. And he, a few weeks ago, was interviewing a dude who was talking about um, satanic messaging in popular music, and which is really funny because growing up in a Christian home, like, I was definitely taught that and, like, super sheltered from a lot of popular music, a lot of popular movies and TV shows, like, I wasn't allowed to watch, Um And then thinking about that word programming, it's like, on tonight's programming, it's like, oh, so they're literally telling you exactly what they're doing. (laughs) And they're like programming you. And so as a younger chap, I was a little resentful towards my parents for sheltering me so much. And then, you know, getting older and not knowing a lot of the references that people are talking about. Um, But now I actually really appreciate that because it's helped keep my mind clear from a lot of that programming. And I'm sure I've been programmed in other ways. Like that's why I'm, you know, this pattern of, you know, Christian, Christianity and Judaism that I'm always like referencing the Bible, but like breaking out of the dogma and into a more mystical interpretation, at least to make it accessible here on the podcast. But so we all have programming, but on this episode of Aeon By, the dude was talking about, you know, demonic messaging and popular music and my godmother, my godmother, Mama Eve, check out Mama Eve on YouTube. Um, she, recently a few months ago when all that stuff with Travis Scott at Astroworld happened um 
she had a pretty insightful interpretation of, uh, you know, that some, some popular artists, and it's actually more common than you would realize, make contracts with, um, what could be considered demons or, um, particular entities and make contracts for fame. This is a very common thing. And on Aeon Bite, apparently this dude goes into like multiple Katy Perry songs and music videos to make an argument that she, um, is part of the Archon programming. And so, um, so then after that, I spent that whole evening looking at Katy Perry videos. And then apparently there's even a video of her saying that she sold her soul to the devil, that she tried to get famous and was going to be like Amy Grant, who's a Christian artist. And then it didn't happen. So then she made a deal with the devil, so to speak. And then now she's famous, which on, you know, just personal anecdote makes sense to me because when I listen to her music, I'm like, there's something very empty. It's like super empty, like super devoid. Like when I, when I hear it, I feel like my chest is empty. So learning that allegedly she says straight up that she made a contract, um, that resonates is true to me and then watching her music videos and how in a way we could call it demonic um but how um yeah we'll call it demonic yeah right uh they are because it um presents this really like as if it's this like seemingly innocent messaging and like candy canes and fucking happy pizzas or whatever there's something that's very sinister about it um of like really just what I see it as in the way that I mean demonic is that it's like a distraction from who we really are and it's programming the younger generations and even adults um to be distracted, to be looking outward, to be um, happy flashing lights and look at these fun patterns and bright colors and and um, sugary treats and uh, all of that. And that, and like fucking, like way too like over-sexualized for children already. And so what, how I see it and what I use the word demonic is that it's distracting from the inner power of the individual and the inner development um, of the individual and keeping, um, especially children, like from really connecting with um something more su- substantial and significant and so thinking about like building a foundation especially for a child um is really i think it's a really important time for developing and um creating a pattern of a foundation of um in- important stories and um frameworks that can help the child to develop and step into their divine light and listening to Katy Perry's music, I feel like is, you know, not really conducive to fostering, um, and raising a fully divine, enlightened, um, little baby person. So, but that to say, I was on YouTube yesterday and because I had spent that one night watching those Katy Perry videos, Um, every once in a while, it'll still like pop up on my recommended. Right. So I was like, okay, that's enough. I'm tired of even just like seeing it. So I like 
you can click on the three dots to say like, I'm not interested. So I click like not interested. And then they ask a question, which is why? And I was fully prepared to type out an entire response of like, because I, because Katy Perry sold her soul to the devil. I'm not interested because Katy Perry sold her soul to the devil and her music is demonic. And it keeps us from recognizing our divine light by keeping us distracted with candy canes, oversexuality, and fucking pizza sharks and shit and but they only gave me two options which was something like um I don't like it and no thanks I, I didn't have the space to be able to type out why I really wasn't interested in seeing that Katy Perry music video so and then my other <clears throat> sip of coffee my other comment is that why does every witch in the public eye have to dress like that? It's like, why, if you're going to be a witch in the public, like, is there something about witchcraft that I'm just like, don't get? That's like, is there some type of like hidden coven manual that like you have to have long dark hair and look like a fucking witch? Like, is that, is like, cause I'm not a witch or something that I'm not allowed to like look like that? It's like, what is... Every time, it's like, why does every witch in the public eye have to look like that? Um, so maybe it's just some type of, like, exclusive club that, like, you're only welcomed in if you have, like, long, straight black hair and wear black. Like, why does every witch have to wear black? Um, which I, like, I kind of know why. Um, because they work with the earth and black is the color that's associated with the element earth. Um so, but I'm over here wearing white for another month. Um, and then I'm going to go see Mama Eve for my initiation. And then I'll be able to wear color again. My friend Betty G the other day was like, are you still wearing white? I'm like, yes. It's been pretty fine, except just recently I've been like, mm, I do miss wearing color. But um, it's fine. I've been through much more difficult initiatory processes than just straight up wearing white for six months. Um, so those are your, those are your thoughts for the week. And, um, we will just, you know, transition on over to discussing our, um, plant materia of the week, Jasmine. Um, I actually, Jasmine is one that I work with the most. I find it very accessible. I find it very, um, useful and helpful and it's it's really a very powerful flower that is very it's so unassuming but I've definitely built and continuing to build a really beautiful relationship with Jasmine and back even from when I lived in Houston like I used to love during the summertime going on walks in the city and you know Houston city proper is very neighborhood oriented and lots of jasmine growing and just going on walks and being able to just smell the fresh blooming jasmine in Houston. I just have always just loved that smell and, um, and then ended up having an incident where I was guided in by spirit of how to make a an evil eye bath. Um, I had a woman who was a neighbor come over for a tarot reading and 
um, she was telling me about an experience which seemed like it was a Lilith type demon S who was visiting her in her sleep and was like grabbing her hand and something about something about a child or something about a baby. And that's how I really, the spirit was definitely like, she's talking about a Lilith demoness um, that was plaguing her. And then apparently whenever she left, that demoness came and stayed with me and I could feel it that day. It was like the, the rage and the, um, the anger and the jealousy, like that welled up in me when that, when my neighbor left after the reading, this was like pretty early on in my development. So I was still always still learning. And this was a from firsthand experience, learning how to, um, how to deal with the situation. So um, I was guided in spirit how to make a bath and an incense to break that hex, break that curse, break that, to exercise that demoness. And the bath originally, it had had um, jasmine and uh, rosemary and um, natron, um, which is a an Egyptian uh, purification combination that's made with salt and baking soda. Um, and then did certain prayers and burning things. And it was originally called Eve's bath or Eve's baptism. Um, so Lilith was allegedly the first wife of Adam. Um, and then I guess she, the story goes that she wanted to fuck him on top and that, um, that wasn't okay, according to that religious story. And so she got sent to a cave and then she had babies with demons and then created all these like demons that rule the, that are around. So anyway, so that's, that's the story. Um, which like trying to think about the significance of that story. It's just so deeply rooted in the, in the religion that's like, it's, I'm not going to spend too much time trying to like suss out like a mystical, element to that because it's clearly rooted in a very patriarchal religious story and that's not what this podcast is about um we don't subscribe to religious dogma here um or i don't maybe you do so i think dogma is beautiful for some people um and i think it's very beneficial and helpful for some people and so then Anyway, so I made this bath that was called Eve's Baptism, and and it, and it worked. It was after I took the bath and did the everything I needed to do. Then it broke that that Lilith um, demoness was then exercised from my house and from uh, being attached to me. And then that bath, with including jasmine and rosemary, has now evolved into my evil eye bath, which I. Th- pretty sure I have them on my website. Um, I know I for sure have the evil eye oil for sale on my website, which is an extension of that to protect yourself. Um, if you go to marfatero.com and then they're also for sale at Ocotillo Botanica here in Marfa. Um, or if they're not on the website, just that means I haven't uploaded it yet. So just send me an email, htxoracle at gmail.com if you would like to get this evil eye bath originally called Eve's Baptism. And so Jasmine, going back to Jasmine, is actually really beneficial for breaking curses and breaking hexes and particularly for the evil eye. Um, and that's not anything that I've read in a book. Um 
but was guided in spirit along with working with rosemary and then also adding frankincense and certain prayers over it but particularly rosemary in combination with jasmine is very beneficial for breaking uh, the curse of the evil eye which is when somebody is jealous of you or wants what you have um, or just like an antagonistic female in your life, this can help to bring peace. And so that guides us to the next element of the flower jasmine and its benefits is it's really beneficial for bringing in peace. So, um, so any white flower that you work with, uh, dried or um, fresh is very beneficial and known for bringing in peace so jasmine can be great for bringing in peace as well as love so any flower can be associated with venus and bringing in love so jasmine is great for peace it's great for love breaking the evil eye as well as drawing in money and abundance and finally um and another way that I love to work with jasmine is for dreams and sleep. And so jasmine can be, uh, can bring in prophetic dreams. So you could make a little dream pillow with jasmine, lavender, and mugwort. And then you tell the herbs what you want them to do. Like bring me prophetic dreams. Help me to sleep easily and peacefully. You can also make a jasmine tea before you go to sleep to help you to sleep well. And jasmine can also boost your mood. So jasmine is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite plant materials to work with and is a good friend. And so try it. Work with jasmine. Let me know how it goes. Send me an email, htxoracle at gmail.com. And before we read our final poem of the episode, please subscribe and share with your friends. Send me an email. Go to marfatarot.com to book of tarot reading or purchase your spiritual supplies. Great for the holidays. And come to Jeff Gallery this Friday, December 16th in Marfa, Texas to get your New Year's tarot reading or December 30th at Front Street Books in Alpine, Texas to get your tarot readings. And without further ado, enjoy here this poem for our good friend, Jasmine. Add dried jasmine to your sachet if you wish to attract a lover. For love and peace, none can match it. Surely they'll soon be beneath your covers. Draw in wealth with this little white flower, or for mental health, this incense to boost your power. If you're sleepy and wish to sleep, make jasmine tea and drink after you steep.